Welcome to Volta Knowledge, a podcast brought to you by Volta Insight. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Volta Knowledge, a podcast from Volta Energy. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the podcast. Today, we're talking about electric submersible pumps and how Volta has helped in this area. And joining me today, we are thrilled to welcome on the podcast, Darcy Tangadol. Uh, he is the reliability specialist at Volta Energy. Darcy, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, nice to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Darcy, before we go too far, tell us a little bit more about your role at Volta Energy, but also your history with these products and in this industry. Just give us a little bit more background on you. Uh, my background, I'm an engineering technologist, a journeyman electrician, a journeyman instrument mechanic. Uh, I've got about 35 years of heavy industrial experience, ranging from sawmills to oil and gas, uh, pulp mills and that kind of thing. SEGD is especially interesting to me. That's the uh, steam-assisted gravity drain application where they use uh, ESPs, electrical submersible pumps, to uh, bring uh, oil emulsion to the surface. Uh, they're a very uh, interesting application and especially good for the Volta Insight nodes. Yeah, so relating to those Volta Insight nodes, I, I think that's you know one of the main things that we want to talk about here today is uh, how those things play together. So do ESPs present um, certain challenges when it comes to gleaning insights and data? Do, do they present any kind of unique challenges, I suppose, for lack of a better word, in, in terms of being able to pull those types of insights? The, the, not so much pulling the insights, it's just the failure rates are so awful. So uh, right. in, the, in the CID world, they're, uh, it's thermal. So they, they put steam down hole and uh, they're running very, very warm. So in the 200 degrees Celsius range, uh, so the, the pumps don't last all that long. They, they operate perhaps somewhere between 450 to maybe 800 days. Uh, it's about a half a million dollars per install, including the, the pump is about the pump motor combination is you know, 250, maybe $300,000. And the install is worth about $200,000. So very expensive. They lose, uh, about seven days production to install installing them, maybe four if they're really quick, if the, if the rig is close by, but if they have to move and demove, there's costs there as well. So it's an expensive operation. The advantages of the, the, uh, both this system is online monitoring. So we can predict failures when these operations take downtime and the, they'll, they'll shut down for, uh, major turnarounds every you know, three to five years, depending on, you know, what what's going on in their operation. When they shut down, they know that some of their ESPs are going to fail when they go to start back up, but they don't know which ones they're going to fail. Well, a Voltage Insight node, you'd have some great indications of which ones are close to failing. So we have seen in the past uh, indications on ESPs uh, that uh, they're beginning to uh, fault to ground. Uh, the fault to ground itself doesn't necessarily mean they're going to fail because they are ungrounded systems. But there's a time between that that uh, shorting to ground and the, the failure that seems to be about three months max. And so if we can detect it early, uh, when they go to start back, when they shut down, they'll know which wells they're going to replace for sure. And then have less likelihood of failures when they go to start back up. That is one of the advantages. The other advantage is mechanically, the Volta Insight system can see some action from the pump down below. So we, we, we can make predictions on the failures or the potential failures of the pump itself, not just the motor or the cable systems. In the past, we've seen the cable system failures, but we also, I think, have uh, insight into the actual pump itself and, and what's going on with it. So there is a huge advantage to uh, both the insight to ESPs, SAGD especially because of the failure rates. 
conventional uh, oil has less, you know, their failure rates are longer. They last not maybe three years or a year and a half, but more like uh, four or five years. But the costs are the same, and there's still an application there for the, all the conventional wells as well. So the other the other side is with the maintenance on the ESPs. When the ESP trips, so the VFD will trip on overcurrent, or it could trip on undervoltage, or trip on any any reason. Uh, and they go to start it back up, and say it does not restart. Uh, they won't actually know if it's failed or not. So the operations groups, they they don't know for a fact the ESP has is not going to restart. They send an op- they send a maintenance person out there, and they'll measure the motor, and they'll try to determine whether or not the ESP has failed. But the problem is, even if I measure uh, that motor and it short it shows a short to ground, it doesn't mean a lot. That the way the ESP is designed, it has a, a low voltage uh, VFD that, uh, you know, so up to 600 volts in VFD, it goes through a sine wave filter, then it goes through a step up transformer. And because that step up transformer is ungrounded, we can run with the ground on the ESP without, uh, without, without pause. They, 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 they can run for in uh, conventional applications for years, like two or three years. SAG-D, not so much, maybe maybe three to four months, but you, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's failed just because it's got a short ground. They will restart and run for an extended period of time, even after a ground fault. And it depends where the ground fault's located. If it's located in the motor, maybe you have less time. If it's located at a splice uh, up further up in the well, you might get more time. So it's it's hard to say how much time you get, but the ground fault itself doesn't mean anything. The advantage of the Volta system is when it does fault, phase to phase, we can see it. We'll record it, it'll get captured, it'll get triggered, and it's immediately available to the customer. So they're well aware that that ESP has failed. They don't have to wait for you know, the, the maintenance person to come out and take a look at it. And depending on you know, their, their night shift or day shift or who's available, it could take them 12 hours to sort that out. They can immediately uh, let the rigs know and they can start moving to the, to the site. So potentially we reduce downtime uh, there's a potential to 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 save dollars in mobile demo costs, and uh, you know that's a, it's a pretty huge advantage. Uh, in locations where they don't have maintenance people on staff, where they have to haul you know uh, to uh, get maintenance people to come to site, it would even reduce downtime even more. The SAGDs generally have uh, maintenance people on staff, but your conventionals a lot of times they have to wait for the next time that guy comes out. That was fantastic. Just, um, I think, really illuminating. And the thing that stands out to me the most is that the Volta Insight system really seems to provide some transparency, maybe, and some some visibility into systems that otherwise are really hard to have that that type of transparency and visibility. It sounds like it's it's all a very manual process outside of you know these these systems that the Volta Energy provides. Is that would you say that that's correct? That is absolutely correct. Yeah. So the the visibility allows people to make decisions without having to send people out to look at it. And, and troubleshooting becomes a, a simpler task. So in in the so what, what potential failures can happen is the VFD itself can start giving you uh, giving the maintenance people trouble. And if we have a Volta system installed on it, we can see that, that there's an issue with the VFD. We can see if there's a problem with the sine wave filter before it happens, or even if when it does happen, so that you're not uh, spending uh, dollars chasing a problem that is already quite visible on the Volta system. So there's a, there's a huge savings there in maintenance costs, downtime, productivity. And it's, you're right, it's, it's all about transparency, providing information that can be you know, utilized 
uh, immediately rather than waiting for you know hours or days to to figure out what is actually going on. And there are complicated systems. It, it, it does take time. Uh, um, wells can sometimes stay down for days as they try to sort out what's actually going on. Well, so that that's one of the interesting things I think is that everyone knows that downtime is a bad thing, right? That downtime costs you money. And one of the other things that we've talked about on previous episodes of the podcast is just that downtime these days has been maybe lengthened because of supply shortages and um, absence of labor and things like that. Is that true of the ESPN market as well? And and in your particular area of work, that downtime these days has meant longer downtime because of some of some of the other supply chain challenges that exist in the market right now potentially yeah so if if uh, if you're trying to uh, source uh, esp right now you're not always going to be able to find the parts and the same reason supply chains are stretched uh i'm, I'm certain that uh, you know maybe that will change someday again but at the moment yeah it is it's a bit of an issue the pandemic has not made things better in that regard so so there's an advantage there for sure uh, the other side is if you can predict, start predicting your failures a little bit, it buys you that time to, uh, to have your uh, parts on site so that when you do take your downtime, it's already available. So typically the, those uh, production companies are, they'll have a running list of, of wells that are, uh, they feel they're uh, at risk. And most times they base it strictly on run life, uh, the, you know, without a Volta system. That's the only way to do it. So. If their average run life is 700 days in their field, as they approach uh, 500 days, they'll likely start naming those wells as critical and they'll have to start uh, carrying uh, um, inventory for them. With, with, you know, the Volta system, you potentially could reduce some of that inventory because you'd have a better idea of which ones are approaching failure. Uh, as well, you know, wells do fail earlier than expected and you'd have uh, an indication beforehand that you're gonna have to start stocking uh, a replacement for that particular location. So there's an advantage both ways in saving the number of parts you stock and as well bring as parts in that you need before you would otherwise do it. That's a great point because it really seems to take into account just where we are right now in, in the current market. Like you said, sometimes parts are difficult to source and you're trying to predict exactly when you're going to need it. This helps make operations, it would seem, more efficient, reduce that downtime, and in the end, save customers money. Should save money, should save uh, dollars in that regard for sure, yeah. And also save headaches, I would guess as well, right? Um, that That's another big thing. It's it's hard to put a price tag on, on peace of mind, but that can be another thing. It's just having that awareness and visibility might help you just sleep better at night, which doesn't have a tangible maybe dollar benefit to it, but certainly matters to the people that are in charge and making these decisions. I, I believe that uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a checkbox to fill. So it's a, it's a predictive tool versus a preventative tool. So we're, you know, we're looking at it from a predictive point of view. Uh, definitely if, you know, I, I've been in that seat where I'm managing uh, equipment like that, I, I uh, want to be able to say to my uh, owners and superiors that you know, we, we have a predictive maintenance program and, and this is what we're looking at and this is how it works. And so there's a, there's a personal advantage to the, whoever is looking after that equipment where they can show uh, accountability and they can show uh, due uh, due diligence in, in looking after that equipment. So I think Volta checks the box there as well. Yep. That's a that's a that's a really good point. Uh, and I, I wonder just. Some people have, in some cases, when you receive data, it comes in a way that is hard to turn into actionable data. Tell me about the Volta Insight Systems and, and, and how it communicates this information uh, to decision makers and how they're able to then act on the information that they're given. 
So, so depending on the application. So Volt is still a work in progress, but you still have some things that we're trying to sort out. But and, and but when we have a failure and we analyze it, we can put that into our system. And so when that same waveform or occurrence happens again, it's flagged automatically. And so that can be shared with the customer immediately. There are unknowns. We still don't know every single possible failure. But when we find them, that's the advantage we have. And it can be pressed across all similar applications. So when we find a, a type of failure on an ESP system, it doesn't really much matter where that low system is located. It's it's going to look exactly the same in all circumstances in that application. So uh, that, that's the huge advantage there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Darcy, as we start to wrap up our conversation here today, um, do you have any final thoughts, anything you want to leave our listeners or viewers with uh, just on the benefits uh, that, that Volta provides for ESPs and uh, and maybe some of the other effects? Uh, how would you summarize kind of our, our conversation today and what you want people to learn from it? Predictive maintenance is a method to save dollars. So rather than send folks out making changes or monitoring something or doing preventive maintenance or even monitoring maintenance inter uh, Inter intermittently, but by monitoring it continuously, which is what we're doing, there is a savings in maintenance dollars. So that's dollars you'd spend and maybe not get value out of it. It's not intrusive. So that means that you know, one of the risks when a maintenance person opens up a, a cabinet or looks at something, there's always risk that they're going to do something, either get hurt or damage some equipment or, you know, the equipment was running and now it's not running. This is not intrusive. This is online, it uh, works in the background, it provides information that is otherwise not easily accessible, and it's predictable. It uh, checks a lot of boxes, and it's mm. probably something that most SEGDs should be considering. So Darcy, is there a place where people can go if they have questions, if they want to learn more about these solutions and the benefits they can provide? Is there a place they can go to, to learn more, to ask questions? Absolutely. If you uh, type in uh, to your web browser, uh, voltinsight.com, uh, we have all of our contact information and service providers there. We can help you out and make sure that you're looked after properly. There you go, voltainsight.com. Darcy Tungadol, he is the reliability specialist at Volta Energy. Darcy, thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Volta Knowledge and helping us uh, understand a little bit more about ESPs. You're welcome. Have a great day. Absolutely. You as well. And listeners and viewers out there, thank you for joining us for another episode of the show. Uh, we hope that you go subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to stay up to date with the latest from Volta Energy, the latest in thought leadership and expertise like what you heard here on the show today. So make sure to go do that. Um, and also visit the website as well to stay up to date with the latest from Volta. And we'll be back very soon with another episode of the show. But for this one, for my guests today, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>